Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. I am your host, Dapper Data. Today, we are going to talk about the next gen of analytics, right? We're going to talk about GA4, Google Analytics 4. It's going to be an amazing conversation, all right? And GA4, uh, and when you when you look it up, you're looking at it, you're Googling it, it's really talking about how they're creating these complex com- conversions. They're doing all kinds of great new things with it, right? Cross-domain tracking setup is much easier, all those different things. And so I brought a special guest on. You know, I like to, I have to bring a special guest on because I don't know everything and I need somebody that knows what the topic is about. All right. So I brought in Alex. Alex, say what's up to everybody. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It's Alex Oliveira. Glad to be here. Yeah. So Alex, man. So Alex, the background is very, very interesting because he's actually delved into plenty of things, right? You know, from market analysis, right, to to to, to product product analysis, and it's, it's been many, many different topics that he has touched. And what you would, if you if you met Alex, right, you, and I and I just met it just during a pre-interview, and, and we talked about how he basically loves business, right? He really, really, really loves helping business owners, whether it's nonprofit, for-profit, it doesn't matter. He is on your team to, to, to make a better difference. So Alex has a, a 15 years of experience with helping clients advance their businesses and brands through dynamic interactive marketing campaigns. And I need this. I need this probably for sure. You know, so when I when I get the time with you, Alex, I'm definitely going to uh, talk to you outside the podcast. Uh, but some personal stuff, you know, about Alex, right, has four kids. And we already had a conversation about that. I am beating him on the <laughs> run, right? <laughs> with having five uh, great husband, entrepreneur, and an information junkie. So that's that that's me right there. I love information. So Alex, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Like you said, you know, I'm a first and foremost a dad. I also have a, a podcast called the Dadpreneur Podcast, where I share everything entrepreneurship and and parenting, you know, not parenting advice because that's the last thing parents need, you know. <laughs> I just tell them my experience. Like I can't, like, first of all, we homeschool our kids, right? So off the bat, I lose 97% of people who might not homeschool their kids, right? So I'm not trying to tell anybody how to do it, but but honestly, it's a very simple conversation about you and I were having that conversation before the podcast here about how you know the different ages, different challenges with the kids. Mm-hmm. So that's all I do on that podcast. And then of course, I bring a lot of leaders to talk about business entrepreneurship. And I share a lot of my failures, you know, because I think you learn through failures. I certainly have, and I spent a lot of time on that podcast. Yes, doing some master classes and saying this worked for me, but mm-hmm. hey, these ten other things didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And, and and all the startups and 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 uh, companies that I launched that didn't go well, analyzing it, looking at the data, whether it's financial, marketing, or otherwise, and going, well, here's why it didn't work. Right? Because right? you could track it as to why it didn't work. You just have to dig deep into the data. And sometimes the data is going to talk to those clients and saying, look. How come you stopped buying products for me after six months or 12 right. months or whatever? So I talk about that there, of course. And then my day job, what I do every day is, as you mentioned, uh, Bobby, is that I help companies grow their business 
through online lead gen, you know, the affiliate marketing world, marketplaces, mm -hmm. that's my main thing, you know, and across many verticals, you know, construction, insurance, auto, as you said, I mean, there's not a lot, there's not that many businesses that I can't get passionate about. Um, mm -hmm. Unless I talk to an owner who's like, not really passionate about what they're doing. Then I, I pass. I don't want to work. With you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 you know, or you get a business that reaches out and maybe it's an employee and says, Oh, Hey, we heard you do this. And we, you guys came recommended. Okay. And I start talking to the employees and the, the employees are bad mouthing the company. Oh, our products suck. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we, we're we're all capped right now. You know, we're not taking your yeah, clients yeah. <laughs> because you don't want to work with with companies that you know. Guys, I can't perform magic. Yeah, driving traffic to a website. I mean, we could do ads, we do SEO, email, a lot of different things. But if your product sucks or your customer experience is not that good, I, I can't do it. And you're just gonna hire me and then fire me. So no way. <laughs> yeah, and then they're gonna bad talk you, right? You know, so you don't want that to happen. <laughs> exactly, you know, and they don't listen, right? Like I get it. C customers don't listen, you know. They they that's and it should be that way to a certain extent. I tell my team like they're the client, so I'll, I'll go their way. Now, if they're trying to get me to go in a direction where I know it's not good for them, I'm just gonna you know very respectfully say like, look, I 100% disagree. I think that strategy is no good, mm -hmm. and that's not a strategy I'm gonna implement. You need to go hire somebody else. Right, right. Do you, you do know? you typically see uh, uh, companies that are larger being more um, stubborn, I guess, if you will, or the smaller ones? Oh, that's such a that's such a great question. You know, because I think yeah, I could answer a few different ways. But off the top of my head, if I looked at the the three thousand plus plus companies we've worked with, mm -hmm. you know, the the larger companies like the Fords, the Allstates, mm -hmm. you know, Home Depots, big companies where we're just one like little service provider on their windshield. Like, you know what I mean? Like right, even, right. even like if you're hiring an agency that has a thousand employees, you're still nothing on their radar exactly. and they're hiring everybody. Cause they want, they, they want to dominate their, their mm -hmm. vertical, right? They've got shareholders. And so when you come in as a service provider, they're looking for like, well, what can you do different that the other 20 marketers lead generators can't do? So you come in and you tell them like, this is how I do it. It's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, they give you a chance because they have the budget. And I think that that's mm -hmm. the main difference where you talk to a small or even mid-sized company, mm -hmm. they don't really have budget and time. Right. They're short on both. So it's kind of like, what, what you got? Like what kind of mm -hmm. magic you're going to perform? And so they're usually set in their own ways because they know their product, yeah. you know, but at that small company level or a startup, I like to work with the founders that say like, look, I know a lot about marketing and driving traffic and growing businesses, mm -hmm. but I'm hiring you because you're saying that you're going to be able to do X, whatever the KPI mm -hmm. is, try, try to tie it to, you know, the objective to begin with, try to tie all that in and then give me room to do it. Because by the way, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody hires any marketer and hears, look, we ran a test for 90 days. It did not work. Oh man! W would you like to continue? Because you can't twist that. Whether it's B two B or B two C, you can't twist the buyer's arm into buying something. Yeah. You know. And even if I ran a hundred ads and I looked at the data, I looked at heat maps on the website. I did all of that. Sometimes I, I, you still scratch your head and go, "Oh yeah. man, let's go try a different." Nobody likes to hear that, Bobby. Yeah. Now, yeah. that's where the bigger companies that have, you know. Two, three, four hundred people in a marketing department, they get that. They get uh -huh. the need for testing. 
So they're like, look, Alex, just don't, just don't need to promise the world. We get it. You know, it's going to be a, a, a wild ride before we dial into the thing that works. You go try to tell that to a small business that's like on a budget. They're going to be like, no. Hey, yeah, we're not trying to play games. They, they want no. it right now, right there. They want the solution right there. We need, we need to go viral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't work that way, though. Like, right? Like the concept of like influencers and stuff like that. Yeah, for like. Every 10 million influencers, there's like one that's blown up. The others are getting like two views. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? You have to build relationships with customers. And that's where we could geek out about the data and tying that in. Yeah. You know, e even if it's okay, I'll give you a quick example. I was on a call earlier this week where mm -hmm. a startup was pitching a group of investors. It was actually a Zoom call. And man, this guy that's launching this startup, his honesty to me was like, wow, dude, very refreshing. So he's got his revenue. He just launched a company like two months ago. Mm -hmm. And he says, my revenue is $212. Oh. But, but, you know, he's coming off of like a, a three minute pitch where he's making that, that trajectory to 100 million because that's the magic number, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get to 100 million. But hold on. I just started. I've got 12 customers. And I, you know, revenue is 200 and something dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking like the investors are going to be like, what? Like that MRR? Like this, is right. MRR? like this is crazy. No, they were like, good for you. If a founder is obsessing about data, regardless of the size. Now, then I know they're always going to care about it. So that mm -hmm. number could, could, could be 10 more zeros. But right now it's that and be proud of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh man, you know, I didn't think about that, right? How how important that passion part is, you know, even for for a person that's looking like a venture capitalist or a, you know angel investor or crowdfunding, even you know those folks, whoever it is, right, that's looking to invest in a company, you know, they they want to see how passionate you are and how willing you are to to really go through those bumps, right, to get to that end goal, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and and if you don't have the data, you don't have the data. They had asked him a question about his analytics and how he's going to use AI because it's in the real estate industry. And, you know, he didn't really have a good answer for either. Mm -hmm. And he just said, like, I don't have the data, so I'm going to have to talk to my co-founder and get back to you. I'm like, man, that's the way it should be. Right. But everybody mm -hmm. on those sort of those pitches, the the startups, you you hear them. It's almost like Shark Tank, you know, like, yeah, they, yeah. they're blowing up the amplifying everything times a hundred. Oh, I've got hundreds of customers and I've got traction and you're like, okay. And then once you get into it, if it's not that, and by the way, I do see that, right, Bobby, I see clients who let's say come to me and go, oh yeah, you're going to see once you dive into my Google analytics or my website analytics, maybe it's Shopify, we're, we're, we're killing it. We're killing it. Mm -hmm. And I go look at it and say, well, you're not killing it. Man, like you're, you're trap. You said you get like a hundred thousand clicks a month. You most of it are bots. Yeah, like who? You know, it's not converting though. Mm -hmm. Everybody's downloading free stuff. You know, lead magnets, but nobody's buying. Why aren't they buying? Because you got the wrong audience. Maybe you hired someone to advertise for you. I don't know on Fiverr or Upwork or some. You know, they just built a a, a visitor bot, and and it's a shame that small business owners have to deal with that, to be honest, because that's not their job, right? To, to, to go talk to a marketer and say, show me exactly how you do it. And, and that, that is an, a piece of advice that I'd give to anybody listening. When you hire a marketing agency or advertising agency, you know, have them go through their process, 
you know, because the truth is Bobby and my, my marketing uh, friends are not going to like me saying this, but this is the truth in today's world. A marketer doesn't exist without Google, Amazon, Apple, you know, Verizon, the 5G, um, smartphones, uh-huh. uh, Facebook. So, yes, without all those platforms and without the consumer or business buyer having that and data, I, you're nothing. You're back to like knocking door to door and cold calling. So when 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 a marketing agency tells you like, oh, it's proprietary. Like yeah. our strategy and our, I mean, get out of here. Line, line. You're using open source APIs, licensing, like three things that you're white labeling. I was on a call with a marketer recently who started to um, demo his great system mm-hmm. to my team as a favor. I said, sure. Well, he's willing to look at a new platform, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I had to stop him two minutes into it, Bobby. I go, you're using Vendasta from, it's a marketing platform from, um, Canada, you know, mm-hmm. he's a very nice guy. So I don't know if he knew that I knew that it was white label, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I had this like seven years ago and then I would give customers free reports, free website audit reports, mm-hmm. but like, don't sell it as, as, as if it's something brand spanking new when it's not. And by the way, I'm seeing that right now in AI, right? There's over 4,000 AI, uh, companies right now in one of their directories. But if you look at most of them, they're doing nothing in machine learning or AI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But oh, like, why do you call yourself AI <laughs> if you do no AI, man? The marketing, man. They got to do it, man. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a company I work for right now. Um, NetApp, actually. You know, that's like the day job, right? You know, outside okay. of my company, Dapper Data. And so I consult in NetApp, and um, NetApp is a data a data management platform, right? You know, known as mostly hardware, and then moved into the cloud. Uh, but they do end-to-end data management. Um, you see, literally AI and ML everywhere, right? Wow. Which is which is is not bad because that's where the industry is going, right? You know, you got to stamp it everywhere, right? But the reality is that we partner with a lot of analytics uh, app- applications or AI applications and ML applications that are out there that actually do that work, and we kind of host them, right? You know, and so that's how you kind of sell uh, uh, from that end, you know. But um. So, so going back to the the data points, right? You know, you mentioned some interesting data points in there, and I want to go back a little bit to 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 GA four because where GA four they talked about it was something I read where they talked about how like uh, Universal Analytics was. Um, let me see if I can pull up. Oh, you're right. Okay, Universal Analytics uh, was built for a generation of online measurements that was anchored in the desktop web independent sessions and more easily observable data from cookies. This measurement methodology is quickly becoming obsolete, right? And because cookies are going away next year. Yeah, yeah. And so it's interesting how things are transitioning. And when they announced this plan, I guess, to be to be there by, I guess, July 2023, uh, Google is moving away from this whole universal analytics thing due to the inability to deliver that cross-platform insight, if you will. Um, like, what are your thoughts on that and the transition, the move, you know, how do you feel about that? Because it's big in marketing, right? Google Analytics. It is, it is. It's always been like the tool, especially cause it's free. Um, of course there are companies that have the enterprise version. Last yeah. I checked, you know, it's upwards of $50,000 a year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but most businesses just have the Google analytics and, 
and you're absolutely right. So much has changed and it's been outdated for a long time. But I think what, what Google's also not talking about, and it's a disservice to most businesses who think like, as long as I have that analytics, I'm good with data. You're not. The fact is like Fortune 500 companies, um, the, actually the top 100 Fortune 500 companies mm -hmm. pull from more than a thousand data sources. Oh, right. make sense of right? like I, I'm not making that up. That was on um, McKenzie. McKenzie recently yeah. recently reported. It's like, well, if you're a small business or even a mid-sized company doing you know 50 to 100 million, you 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 can't go spend that kind of money. First of all, you don't have enough people to use that many tools mm -hmm. to pull data from everywhere, Experian, from Facebook, from Google, right. and so you don't right. So again, start with. Yeah, you, but you start with Google Analytics, but then you got to go beyond and go, okay, now I, if, you know, if you're a front, maybe you're selling um, e-commerce, but even for B2B, if you're using LinkedIn, there's plenty of insights there for you to, to absorb mm -hmm. and, and put it into all, like integrated to Google Analytics for as well. Now, what I would say to people is take a look at Looker, Day, uh, Looker Studio which is Google's other product. So Looker Studio, um, it, that that product is going to be able to pull your data from all the different channels online, right? Yeah. And then you could create your own dashboard, create your own dashboard. And, and I say I'm using Looker Studio because for most small business owners or solopreneurs, they don't have the budget to go build, you know, something big in Tableau or something like that, right? right. So Looker Studio, Google Analytics, take, you know, Meta Insights, Twitter, LinkedIn, take take all of that. Mm -hmm. Your email marketing, right? If you're using whether it's Zoho, Mailchimp, whatever, all those channels, you can pull them all into Looker Studio and create your dashboard, and then go a step further and integrate the, which is really honestly what most CFOs care about is the bottom the bottom line, the dollars. Mm -hmm. So you can integrate, you know, whether it's Intuit or Stripe, mm -hmm. so the payments piece of the transaction. And you could pull that into there and then quickly be able to answer a question like, what's my cost per acquisition? What was my you know, gross profit on, you know, for customers in this vertical or customers in this region mm -hmm. from or for leads that were generated via email? You can answer those questions in Google Analytics, the, the, the universal as well as GA4. If you don't set it up that way. You're still not going to be able to tell the full story, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, and I, it was funny because you know, for years, you know, I'm sure that I'm I'm not the only customer or the person that used Google Analytics. I just thought that man, a single source, right? You know, that's pulling in data from multiple angles, right? Like Google Analytics was the all and be all, right? It just was the it was the the answer, right? But then there's so much data, like you said. You we talked about. Uh, even going out there interviewing people, right? You know, all those type of things, right? Different sources, there's surveys out there you can do, you know, there's all kinds of different tools and mechanisms that that don't cost $50,000 that can be used to actually come up with some good data, especially especially for small companies that uh, need to have that budget and they're looking to just grow their business. And you probably see a lot of companies that, that, uh, that, that, that try to compete with the big dogs right you know and so that's why their head is over there they're, they're they're way over their head you know and they're and they're trying to compete with the big dogs from a marketing standpoint right i mean i what was the starbucks use 
I don't know, they spend a ridiculous amount of money just on marketing alone, right? And then they're probably collecting a ridiculous amount of data and they have a whole huge team of people that are collecting this data at one time. And so, you know, some of the things, I mean, that just like just the conversion rates alone, I mean, we probably have a ridiculous amount of data that's coming in just to be able to make that decision, not just Google Analytics. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, e e even with Universal GA, though, you it's been, I think, four years since they implemented that. It's um, a little search bar on the upper right hand side that says insights. That's 100 percent AI. Mm -hmm. Right. They're, they, you know, they're using machine learning there. And every time I get with clients and marketers, I said, are you using that? Because mm -hmm. it's one thing to customize reports and pull the, 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 you know, what, what channels it's coming from, the behaviors, the conversions. Okay. Those, everything is good there, but you're doing that manually. But at a moment's notice, it's been four years since you've had the ability to just type in, I could type in, okay, compare for me, um, you know, uh, Q1 of 2020 to 2021 to 2022 and uh, tell me the conversions, where it came from. I mean, I could get really deep. Tell me, what, uh, you know, desktop versus mobile. What was the bounce rate, the average you know, visit per page? Tell me all of that. It would create that report for you. So it, it's getting I more attention now that. just because it's AI. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, man. So it's been there, but now it's taking it to another level, which mm -hmm. again, but here's the thing, the, the, the part where Google, all their products won't solve for you is that, you know, the affinity categories for people mm -hmm. and the demographics and their behaviors and all of that, that data is nowhere near hundred percent. In mm -hmm. my opinion, it's maybe like, 50 60 percent mm -hmm. i'm just pulling that out of my hat because we can run campaigns um ad campaigns whether it's on youtube or google or mm -hmm. through gmail and you run campaigns based on the intelligence you have from your customers mm -hmm. and then i go build an audience with those categories and demographics right so wow. age income education the, the, the their affinity category let's say if it's beauty so i'm like great i only want to target people who are into beauty yeah. and 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 shop e-commerce and you run an ad and it and it falls flat and conversions don't work and you're saying google you're the one that told me that that was the audience and here's the thing a lot of those people who are using gmail we know the free email program the leading one is gmail mm. if you notice when you create a new google account as a consumer, right? That account is like 99% wrong for most people. They don't put the right date of birth. They don't put like the right location. Yeah. They don't, it's, they're just using it. So, you know, they get the emails that they don't want to get at work. And if right. you talk to a lot of, there, there's people who have 10, 15 Gmails. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids, <laughs> the older kids, man. Right. stuff. I'm like, oh no, you're not this age. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And so, and so also because of ad blockers, mm -hmm. um, because of iOS privacy updates last year in July, mm -hmm. the big updates that Apple was like, Hey, we want to get out of Congress's way. We're going to be the first ones to be like, Oh, look, we care about privacy, Psh, mm -hmm. whatever they don't. And neither does Google, which is why they delayed, you know, going, you know, making cookies go away until next year. It was supposed to be last year. Now it's going to be next year. So, but even, even before that, they're, they're 
only able to tell you so much about your audience, the people that are on your website, which mm -hmm. is why I get back to like, look, if you really want to know who's on your website, install a chat, live chat. And, mm -hmm. and if you have to hire, you know, a call center to manage it, there's call centers in the Philippines for like five bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. and, and then you create a, you know, a survey, a couple questions where people can rate their experience throughout their journey. Um, you could install a technology like Hotjar. So you have heat mm -hmm. maps. You could, I mean, there are so many things that you could do that go beyond just the data that you get in Google Analytics. And that's the conversation I wanted to have with you today, Bobby, was... Look, while Google Analytics is important to your website, period, and your business, it's not the end all. And honestly, if you're going to want to serve your customers at the next level, you really have to be ready to work with a with a either a marketer or I prefer an IT person who understands integrations mm. to be able to pull all those APIs together and create the perfect dashboard. Every dashboard is going to look different. Right, right. And maybe right. a combination like uh, of marketer and the, the IT person, right? To kind of do both, a little bit of both. Absolutely, you know, but but again, everything is there and you can build it that way and you can pull that data. You can use obviously Google Tag Manager to tag everything. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I think that's the, the, the topic of the conversation today is while it's Google Analytics 4, it's the fact that even universal Google Analytics, most people... Most businesses weren't using it anywhere near the the capacity that it that that Google gave you to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, what I'd like to convince the the listeners is, you know, just commit to doing that. So, so I'd love to ask that question to whoever's managing the website on a daily basis. You know, how many people came to the site? How long did they stay? What were the top pages, top products? Right? Uh, what was the bounce rate? What were the sources of uh, the sources of traffic? Mm -hmm. you know, what was the conversion? Were they usually using mostly iPhones or Androids? Yeah. Um, th th those are the questions that matter, right? Yeah. Uh, and and you should be able to answer them the same way you did with Universal. But you're right; the updates are good, um, and and they're doing it because they know cookies is going away. And yeah. and, and now with AI, I'll, I'll tell you what. They're, they're now competing, of course, with everything that Microsoft is doing. Mm -hmm. And the average business owner can almost be like a junior data scientist if you get really good at prompting, right? Mm -hmm. Because I can, I can pull my reports in an Excel, put it into GPT-4 and say, look, read all these columns here and then create some actionable insights. Because it's, you know more than I do because you're, you're, the, you're the data guy more than I am. Mm -hmm. It's the actionable insights that matter. And, and often there's that disconnect between a data person like yourself, Bobby, and an average business owner who's like, I mean, you're giving me numbers and spreadsheets and dashboards, yeah. but I just need to know, like, what does this mean and what do I do? Absolutely. I mean, you yeah, bring up a great point about that because I've worked with, I mean, when you get into people, you know, CEOs, CFOs, right, CTOs, you know, they're not... You're like, look, man, if you give me this 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 Excel spreadsheet of all these numbers and everything, I don't I don't know what to do with this. Right. You know, but a lot of times when you convert it into like the Tableau or visualization or some type of Power BI or something like that. Right. I mean, you're you're giving them actionable insights. Right. They actually can see it right with the visualization. And I see that a lot of time. Matter of fact, I have a client uh, right now where we're doing um, it's just straight Power BI. 
right? That's all they care about, right? And look, they have people that do the data sets and stuff. They want to bring it into Power BI, right? And we use Azure Data Warehouse or something like that, okay. you know, to connect it to there. And 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 a lot of people in the principals, right? The all the different staff, like, look, give me visuals, man, they, because they've been doing spreadsheets, spreadsheets their whole life, and they they can't do anything with that right now. They can. They could do, you know, some type of stuff. You can do some things in Excel, right? But, you know, cleaning is is probably the best thing you can do in Excel right now. And people still use it, you know, but it's still not giving that beauty, right, of the visualization piece, right, for those actual insights. So I see yeah, that. And, and I think the recommendations, right, if you're a data person, if you're a marketer, you're you got to come back with, like, look, I analyzed all the data, all the dashboards, here's what I think you should do based on that. Here's how you optimize, you know, me in my industry, you know, the online lead gen digital marketing SEOs are, you know, I would say the best mm -hmm. at, at doing this, right? Because they have to have that creativity, that business acumen, understand the analytics. I mean, every optimization you make is based on the algorithm. Right. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and so you have to be a student of like, OK, if, if, if you know, Google makes an update, this is what I got to do. And then I got to figure out why traffic dropped. And then right. I got to go in there and make those, you know, little tweaks. So it's definitely not a sprint. You know, it's a marathon in that sense where it, it takes time for you to go yeah. back and do that. But I'm excited for the AI, like you were mentioning, you know, Microsoft Azure. And what they're doing there with Copilot, mm -hmm. I mean, listen, with Copilot and Google has their own version too, you're you're going to be able to just have this like virtual assistant that is pretty, pretty good at assisting you with the data. Right. And so it's just going to cut down on time. I'm, I'm, it's not going to eliminate jobs. Like, I don't believe that it's going to. I was going to ask you that, man. I was going to ask you. Sorry, cut you off. I was going to ask you if our marketers uh worried about losing their job for two reasons right you got ai right but then and more specifically right you got natural language processing right chat gpt out there right we talked about that you know is that something that is uh of 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 are, are, are we are would you say that most marketers out there uh should be scared or are getting scared of something like that oh yeah i mean definitely they should be scared i mean <laughs> um but but just like just just as was you know the the internet in 98 99 mm -hmm. um as as it was growing just as smartphone sm smartphones were coming up in 2005 6 you know from like blackberry to apple uh as social media started to explode there have always there have always been these big pivotal changes and there's no doubt that ai is the biggest one ever yeah by, by the fact that they've you know in, in the first three months there were over 100 million users and i'm sure way more than that now so that should tell you something you know you need to go upskill yourself yeah. if you don't like data you know I, I used to go speak at colleges for years uh bobby and um these students who were graduating from either communications college you know mm -hmm. like pursuing a degree in marketing or pr or something like that and i'm like listen if you're a marketer you need to love data Mm -hmm. And even the students that were in the MBA programs at these universities, like, oh, but I don't like data. Like math is not my thing. And I'm like, but listen, you can't be a great marketer if you don't want to get down with the data. Right. And the, 
what I see now is for the people who have always resisted data and just would look back at the boss and say, yeah, I'm not a data person, boss, you know, like pay whoever else to do it. Um, guess what? Now you have this assistant to help you do it. So instead of you having to, you know, go do a job that you're not really good at and don't like to, mm -hmm. these systems can do it for you. And, and then now you can focus more on what you do well, right? whether it's creativity, whether it's strategy, right? Yeah. So I think it's just going to make people more powerful. Now, for the people who don't want to adapt the technology, yeah, you're right. You're, you're obsolete. And it's not just one industry. It's every industry. Name yeah. any industry. Automation is coming. And it's here now at like, the, like everything that existed in AI and automation and all of that, let's say for the last 20 plus years in the last five months has like tripled and it's just continuously you see, you know, whether it's Anthropic or, or Google with Bard and all the mm -hmm. other, it's, it's crazy. It's moving so fast, faster than I I've seen yeah. anything move before. Yeah. And if you, if you're not training your employees, if you're not asking um, you know, at, a, at any college, university, in any program, if you're not incorporating AI and data into the programs, people are not going to be ready. It's going to take a little while, but I don't think it's going to eliminate all the jobs. I think jobs like customer service somewhat, but yeah. you still need, you still, people still need human to human interaction. They need it. They need it, man. And the, and the way I look at it, I know, I never say it's going to eliminate jobs. I just think that when you're going through the process of maybe going to college or you're going through your learning stages, I think the most important thing is to, like you said, like learn some of those advanced skills, right? You know, you may not be the person in the front anymore, but if you learn how to do some of the things behind the scenes and utilize this to be a better marketer or better, whatever it is you're trying to be, right? You know, you can kind of tag team with it. Like don't fight against the machine, right? Join it almost, right? <laughs> you know? So yeah, man, hey, look, Thank you for being on the podcast. Usually I like the end of what I call a dope nugget or gem. And today what I've learned is that, uh, that I, I like what you said. You can't be a good marketer without loving data, right? You know, and that's important. And I think that goes with, like we said, any profession, you know, you have to start joining the machine. Don't fight against it. Right. Um, <laughs> some of the things that, you know, I've, I've, I've learned in regards to our conversations right now with Google uh, Analytics, right, is that uh, there, there there's some amazing updates happening, but it's, but it's not end all be all. And, and we have to make sure that uh, we're collecting from more sources than just one, you That's know, right. looking at the data. So I love that. I love that statement. Anything you want to leave with the audience? No, yeah. So just, you know, look, it, there's a few apps out there that go that integrate well with uh, chat GPT. So if you're e-commerce, um, I'd say Willy is one of the apps that we're using for e-commerce clients. Mm -hmm. And if you're just a business that's saying like, yeah, but you know, Google Analytics, I, I can't make that transition. There's there's another tool called uh, Jeeves, J-E-E-V-E-S. Yeah, so, yeah. So so check out those tools. They they're using AI and they integrate with chat GPT. And I'm telling you, even if you're a solopreneur, you it's like having a part-time data scientist yeah. on your side. So go, you, but you're gonna invest time, right? Yeah. Bobby, like you gotta invest time into adopting these new tools. It's, it's right. just not gonna happen on its own. 
Right, right. No, no, no. Absolutely, man. You know. All right, it's time to have a little bit of fun. All right. There you go. Okay. <laughs> we, the, the audience knows I love to, to play a game called overrated, underrated, and the reason why I love to play that game because you just heard all of us. We just heard us talk about all this geeky stuff that we do. Right. We're we're doing it all the time. Right. We love it to death. Right. Uh, we don't love it as much as our kids. We talked about that, right? <laughs> but 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 definitely, um, majority of our time is spent on being being better at our uh, our gift that we have out here. Absolutely. And so uh, instead of hearing about that, we we do want you to always know that we have opinions about other things, right? Whether it is the Super Bowl or cheese, we haven't. <laughs> We have an opinion about it, right? So, or the Lakers losing? Oh, really? man. oh man, man, you know that was crazy, you know. So, you know, we do talk about those things. We have those conversations in the back end with our buddies, with our our wives, right? With our with our family, and even you know, we do we do we do those things sometimes. So, uh, as you know, I like to ask a, a series of topics, right? So I throw out the topics, and you get to decide whether it, you think it's overrated, underrated, or right where it needs to be. Okay, let's do it. All right, the television. Overrated. Overrated? Big time. You don't watch any TV? Do you don't binge watch? I haven't had cable for 12 years. What about streaming, though? Do you stream it sometimes? Oh, okay, streaming, yes. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. we do stream. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that's what I meant. Sorry, watching watching any type of uh, television. No, no, I, I well, it's right where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get a little out of control, and I have to sit back and realize, like, look, you know, I, I need, I, I have work to do, right? You know, I have, I have certain things I got to do. <laughs> that's where, I, but that's where I'm coming from. That's why I said overrated because what I try to share with my kids is like, look, you're either creating or consuming. Yep. Yep. And if you're consuming, you can't create, you can't yeah. grow. So yep. you got to manage your time, right? Because the marketers, believe me, they want you to waste your time, you know, watching commercials so that you go buy more stuff you know and that's how they pay for the programming i mean that's yeah. how it works yeah yeah no no definitely i love that man i told i told my kids the same thing you're a producer or a consumer you yeah know, one you want to be right you know you got all these people making these youtube videos there's just man they're, they're, you got kids making millions of dollars man just do it <laughs> you know? and you're and, and and then sometimes your kids are like no i want to watch everything that they're producing you know no. <laughs> yeah don't watch it don't watch it. go create your own thing Exactly, exactly. All right, pizza. Oh, so underrated. <laughs> Come on, man. We just finished school this week with the kids and uh we had a they love pizza. So we had a pizza party, right? Huh? Everybody just loves pizza, man. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I love pizza, man. We can't trust I, somebody who doesn't like pizza. <laughs> I know. I don't think I've ever heard that before, but I'm sure there's people out there, you know. All right. Um uh, Amazon. Oh, man. You know, I think it's overrated. Uh-huh. I think it's overrated. Well, because I think that um, there's way too many examples over the years of them um, really destroying small businesses who went on there, right, to sell their products. Mm -hmm. And then Amazon just destroyed them. I mean, there's a lot of examples. So I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's I would I would say I, I agree with it definitely from the business side, but for some reason it's just something about getting my packages in like a day, right? You know, they figured it out. They figured yeah. it out, man. It's they like do it better. Or I need some uh some some maybe laundry detergent uh, pods or something. You know? <laughs> they they do it better than anybody. That I'll give them. You know, it's like, 
you know, and I started getting nervous. I said, man, they're doing drones out here, dropping packages off. It <laughs> just, they're never going to lose, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know? No, they definitely made, they, they figured out efficiency, you know, logistically yeah. warehouses everywhere fulfilled by Amazon. Wow. Yeah. It's getting crazy. All right. The printer. Um, I'm going to say it's where it needs to be. I don't want it to go away. I still like printers. I still like printing stuff. What, Alex? Why, why are you printing stuff, man? <laughs> what well, <laughs> yeah, well, I still, so I still, I mean, I have tons of these. I give them to my clients all the time, right? Just, we're writers. We're like, love writing. I love writing notes, you're right. Yeah, taking notes. But sometimes I just need to print something, print, print, you know. I, we don't do a lot of rims. I mean, uh, reams of paper. I would say maybe in our household, maybe we go through maybe a ream per month. So like 500 okay. sheets. It's not bad. Okay. That's not, not bad. bad. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, man, it, it does get me sometimes when, you know, I'm I'm constantly doing no printer for at least like a month. And then next thing you know, somebody asked me to print something. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, you know? And then I bring up, wipe the dust off my printer, right? I got to print it. And then for some reason, the huge printers, right? That you see in offices and stuff. It's right. like, I don't care how technical I am. I can never get them to work, man. It's like, what? They're the horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't miss those. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or scanners or faxes. I don't oh, miss yeah. those either. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two more hardcover books. Definitely underrated. Yeah. Yeah, underrated. I, I love them. I still I'm looking them. at all my hardcover books right here in front of me. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I definitely want to build like a library or something in my house so I can we just put me and my wife can put the hardcover books in the house for sure. All right, yeah. last one. Wait, where where are you from? I'm originally from Brazil, but I've been here in Florida for you know since I was 10 years old. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to throw out the uh, wait, wait. What about the World Cup? World Cup, yeah, man. I mean, we went to Brazil. I took the kids in 2014 when the World Cup was in Brazil. We lost really bad, but that's okay. Huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're definitely into soccer, foot. We call it football. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's a, that's real football right there. I was gonna say whether you thought it was overrated, underrated, but we already know what you probably. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Because it's like the pride of country, right? So it's mm -hmm. actually less about the sport. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's almost like the Olympics, right? It's a time where like people come together and you you celebrate the athletes and what yeah. they're doing it just feels like a celebration of humanity you know right right all right i said that was the last one but we're going to end with this chat gbt i'm all in <laughs> definitely underrated i mean to me it's 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 but it's like like it's not a creature right yeah it's still a machine just get good at it man it's just gonna yeah. be like the smartphones i mean think about our parents right like baby boomers Mm -hmm. when like it probably took them a good like five or six years to adopt the, the technologies like there's an app for that right like yeah. actually i want to leave you also with the site there's a site called there's an ai for that that's where you'll find more than four thousand tools by the way that's one of the the plugins that you'll find in chat gpt4 so there's an ai for that and it reminds me whoever did that for marketing was thinking of when smartphones started to explode in 06, it was like, there's an app for that. And it started with a couple hundred developers. Before you knew it, there was over a million apps and developers. The same is going to happen to AI. Today it's 4,000. My prediction is like in the next couple of years, there will be millions of apps for, for just about everything in life. So 
you could choose to not adopt it, but it, it's coming. It's here. Yeah, yeah. No, man. And and Elon Musk, I don't know if you heard when he tried to get rid of it with the with the sorry, he was trying to slow it down, not get rid of it because he was nervous that it's gonna be end of the world if we don't slow down because of ethical right reasons, right? I mean, nobody it's it's getting so crazy. People are 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 developing things so fast that there's there's no ethical assurance behind it. Right. You know, so no, they got they 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 definitely have to, you know grab a hold of that i guess the the, the me- meeting they had a few weeks ago with anthropic and google and mm-hmm. and uh open ai they are establishing seven seven like departments right that are going to basically build constitutional ai yeah. um standards and uh, i think they're putting in 60 or 70 million dollars i mean the government right And it's just scratching the surface. But the point is like everyone in AI knows that it needs to be done so that we don't make the same mistakes that we did with social media for the last 15 years and destroy the lives of a bunch of kids and people. So I I do see the, the, that there are risks. um, But I, I think that there's more upside for humanity. Think about this one, one last thing I'd love for the audience to think about, especially people who have kids, uh, Bobby, you know, the, the truth is, regardless of your background, race, whatever, mm-hmm. that most people in the world don't have the means or are in a socioeconomic position to give their kids the best education possible, right? Mm-hmm. They're not in a, they, they, they can't go spend thousands to do, you know, SAT prep or do tutoring all year round. Khan Academy now with, with Khan Migo, um, mm-hmm. and of course they integrated ChatGPT and we've been using it that it's honestly it's a great tutor and it's a two-way it's not to just giving you answers it's you know yeah. thought-provoking and whatnot so to me it levels the playing field for certain industries and education to me is a big one because that means that people that don't have that opportunity will now so it's just a pet for you parents listening mm-hmm. you got to push your kids right to 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 learn so but like everything else you're not just going to put everything in front of them you got to be selective Right. So I'm excited about that, really. No, that's great. That's a that's great advice right there, you know, and I'm definitely going to push my kids more to learn, you know, and especially the new technologies out there, right? Keeping up with it. I mean, you got to keep up with it, man, you know. So, well, again, thanks, Alex, for being on the podcast. Audience, this is Data is My Sign podcast, Amazing Data and Passion. I'm your host, Dapper Data. Where can they reach you at, Alex? And is there anything that you're promoting right now? Yeah, so uh, they can go to predict.io. And that's our company website. And there they will also find links to different uh, places where we're doing events. So I was mentioning to you at the top of the podcast, I'm doing a talk on AI, actually AI, how to use AI to market your business. Um, And it's a leadership conference in Orlando. So they could check it out on the website and it's next month. Man, that's awesome, man. If I was out in Florida, I would be be out there ASAP. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go hang out with uh, Mickey and all yeah yeah matter of fact i might ask my company if they can fly because they allow conferences and stuff are the tickets still being sold out i mean oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah okay okay yeah i'm I'm gonna see about that well thanks again audience you know you can reach me at mr dapper data or any one of my social media platforms the link is in the bio as well to direct you to my podcast definitely subscribe definitely look into me a little bit more um and 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 check out my book right www.mrdapperdata.com forward slash dapper book uh, talks about social media analytics, been out there for a while, but I really love diving into data with social media. So 
All right, audience. Talk to you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.